ready? Let's do it, man. I was born ready. Here we go. You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, <coughs> Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. I'm oh, sorry, guys. I had a little frog in my throat. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. <laughs> I'm Seth. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just going to scared me to death. Like, I thought it was going down. But well, just... I mean, I didn't cover up anything. It did, there was nothing to hear underneath all that content. Oh, power through. <laughs> hey, guys. I I saw a movie that Jordan hates. Ooh. Hates. What? Uh, are we uh, talking movies? Yeah. All episode. That's all we're talking about. Movies. 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 Let me, get, the let me get the WD-40. You had to cover up Michael's name. You guys not no. 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 <laughs> I don't know what the hell. I'm Batman. Get the hell out of here. Save yourself, bitch. We're going to do funny sound effects. I love it. I love it. Long silence. I just am not smart enough to remember. Come on. You got me in a box here. Did <laughs> <laughs> you just want to drop as we were talking? Yes, yes. it was already planned. Yes, oh, we're, we're, this all happened. This is what we do Everybody now. Everybody heard that. We're fine. <laughs> they love it. You love it. One take. One take. <laughs> you had one take. <laughs> this, is, this is the easiest way to edit this. Is just okay. leave it in, guys. Right. We have we we used to have a podcast. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> there were four hosts, <laughs> and the main host is the one who started it all. Oh yeah, assembled this dream oh, team. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare. Figured out all the logistics, did all the electronics, did all the editing. He did everything. Paid for the website. Oh my gosh. Who's paying for the website? <laughs> I don't know, no, Jesse. I, I don't even know if this is still going out. I just don't show up once a week. <laughs> That's a good question. So now there's three of us, and we don't know who's doing what. And he never really did that much. Pretty quickly, it all got delegated to other people. Right. So now we are three, and we we all have jobs. Mm-hmm. Some of them later at night, and we record later and later at night. It seems yeah. like as we are tired mm-hmm. and loopy. So usually into the next day. So that's where we are. <laughs> so, so if you expect the fine tune machine we used to be, that ship has sailed. Forget it. It's gone. We hope you can I'm, just keep up. I'm putting a one at it. My advice is... It's a blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try to keep yeah, up. That's right. My advice is go full Jesse and just hit the double time on there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> listen to it, it at two speed. Like we said, mm-hmm. just download. Even if you don't listen to it, yeah. just download Skip it. Skip across the top of the waves. There you go. 
Oh man, it has been too long since we had Jesse drop in there. And happy anniversary to Jesse oh, and his lovely wife. Twenty years of marriage. That's amazing. Twenty years. Very I said heartwarming post. Oh yeah, post Jesse's just shirt. put anything you remember. And I said I remember the time you taped her order in a baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. I think he was twelve when he got married. Oh, he yeah. looked, the pictures yeah. of him. He looked very yeah. young. Yes, I said I. Rem- I miss your hair. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, our friend Jesse of the Source Material Podcast pioneered the system of listen to it at times two speed. Yeah, mm-hmm. he listens and can create so many podcasts. He ain't nobody got time for that. So he zooms through these, and you can do it too. I mean, we don't talk that fast. <laughs> Except when I was talking really fast, so it must sound terrible right now. Um, we played the movie. Yeah, yeah, we did. We, we did, yeah. guys. Remember that part where we talked over it? That was so, saying that this episode is all about movies. We saw some movies. We're just going to talk about movies, 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 and get. And of course, there will be a one job in here somewhere for all the big fans of one job. All of you. <laughs> I'm one of you. I love it. Okay. So, what, the biggest recent movie, we had another Marvel blockbuster come on out. So, I feel like we should review that, don't you? I sure. guess. We're going to start there. We can do that. Disney presents Marvel's colon Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's a mouthful. So, how long have you been in? Not long. It just sort of happened. I wish I could fight bad guys like you. I seem to mess it up almost every time. Maybe you just need someone watching your back. Hi. Like a partner. Dr. Penn, I actually heard what happened to you. You opened up the quantum realm. That's why this crazy could be ghost who like walks through walls and stuff. Solar tech. Now she wants to take over the world or whatever. Who would have believed that in your hour of need, you would turn to us? Not me. Because I mean, we robbed you. Do you remember? That's us. Yeah, I, uh, it feels like forever since I've seen it. It's been a little while, but we went and saw it, uh, that opening weekend. Had to Bucky? Get... You Bucky? No, I looked for Bucky. I really did. I thought, man, this is going to be my turn. Yeah. And uh, if he was there, I, I couldn't spot him. So maybe he was shrunk down. <laughs> I got in a big fight when I saw it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so I so, got my Paul Rudd fix in. Yeah. Hey, I, I got to say this. I, I'm always thrown by the way they cast things like... I guess I, I think like, uh, executive, how you would cast these things. I would think mm-hmm. as long as it takes to make these movies and you know you're going to have sequel after sequel, wouldn't you think that they would be inclined to cast a younger actor? I'm not saying anything against Paul Rudd. I'm Paul saying. Paul Rudd? Yeah. He looks the same as he did in 1990. I know. But he's 49. Did you know that? No. He is 49 years old. Wow. He's a handsome fellow. I, I, I agree. I think he does, he's the perfect guy for the job, and I love it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm surprised that a stupid executive decided that it was totally cool to cast a probably 46-year-old Paul Rudd in the first Ant-Man movie. Paul Rudd is 
timeless and iconic. Right. <laughs> Maybe exactly. Tale. Yeah. Exactly. Beyond reproach. I can't do <laughs> it perfectly. <laughs> yes. I I can't believe that they did it. I, I don't know. I just think that's odd to me that just like Robert Downey Jr. has done this, but that, that, <laughs> he's you, seventy, isn't he? Yes, yeah. seventy five actually. Did you know that? Ancestor of mine. <laughs> well, we're, no, but, going, we're going to spoil Ant-Man, oh, man. so buckle up if you haven't seen it. Yes. But I made the joke that at the at the very end, I'll skip right to that, he's in the, quantum, he's in the quantum realm, Yeah. and I made the joke we could do the next movie set 10 years later where his daughter has let him, you know, mm-hmm. rot in the quantum realm like Janet did. And then out comes Paul Rudd, ten years older, but looking exactly the same, like he did in Clueless, like he has for thirty yes. years, in some kind of weird Hollywood. Uh, now all mojo. I can think about is a Paul Rudd one job. <laughs> um. Well, I think we. Oh, that's in my notes. Paul Rudd looks exactly the same. Yes, that he is does. written here in black and white. It's a magic trick. Um. I think the vibe I got from. Every- when we were privately messaging yeah. about it, we all liked it. It, it was, a, we all, oh, yeah, we all agreed it was a good, there's, I thought it was a tasty treat after Infinity War. There's just a strange reaction in that I haven't heard anyone talking about it. No. I haven't seen memes going around. I haven't seen people really angry or really happy. Like, you know, Infinity War, for the next month, I saw people talking about it and arguing about it and joking about it. This kind of—I don't know what it did box office wise, but pop culture wise, it kind of came and went. And even if people liked it, no one's really mm-hmm. voicing and talking about it. It's just kind of odd. Yeah, I think it just—it's uh, that. You know, I was talking a few weeks ago about that Marvel fatigue setting in with Infinity War, and I think that—I think that happens to more and more. People every time a Marvel movie comes out, you know, every two or three months now. But um, this one, the first Ant Man was a nice break from the Marvel, you know, formula. It's a, it's a different feel. Yeah, yeah. That, it came out between Age of Ultron and Civil War. Okay, mm-hmm. two very heavy yes. plot, right. yeah. important yeah. movies, and we had a little treat of Ant Man. Yeah, that's, that's what I like about this. It's that little amuse bouche. To uh, just <laughs> that's an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that'll draw, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll get all the Pepe Le Pews out there. <laughs> but a- anyway, it, it I can't spell it though. Amuse <laughs> Booch. Booch. <laughs> Please, yes, spell it <laughs> terribly. Be great. Um, it's just a totally it's a its own thing. And I love that about it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of this. And movie. I've seen two different arguments. Um, one agreeing with you that oh, after Infinity War, I was so heartbroken and it was so heavy. This was a great reprieve, and I had a good laugh. And then I read a few articles. There was one on AV Club that was just savage. Of like, this proves Marvel doesn't care. They ended Infinity War with this you know, heavy cliffhanger, and now they're laughing it off. And like they were. You know, this wasn't like a weird fan blog. This was an actual critic saying, hmm. you know, Marvel needs to take more care in how they, you know, uh, situate these things. Right. And that was like, I don't think I agree with that. But I, I was actually thinking, I, obviously the movie's set before Infinity War. I think it should have come out before Infinity War. And I don't know hmm. how schedules go or how, you know, they have these plotted decade in advance. But 
imagine that ending where you don't know anything about Infinity War, mm-hmm. and the people just kind of disappear. Yeah, and you'll be like, "What? Wait, what mm. does that mean?" And then, you, and then as you watch Infinity War, you're like, "Oh, like what happened in Ant Man?" Like yeah. you'd get the answer later, but if you get that weird sense of something bad's gonna happen, or even just Scott could be on the phone, you know, on the, uh, guys, guys, are you there? And they wouldn't have to show the dust or anything. Yeah, but right. I'm like, why? I, yeah, I, I felt like a missed opportunity to. Hmm. You lay a mystery down and then and then solve it later. I get what you're saying. I, I, a friend of mine was over here earlier this evening and we were talking about this movie and because we both really enjoyed it and he's he like his kids accused him of audibly disrupting the theater <laughs> at that moment. He he apparently he said dang you know really loud and they and, and like I don't think you would have had that. True. If you did it anywhere, you're saying. Yeah. Uh, because. And that, uh, speaking of memes and like, that's the only thing I'm seeing of like, people crying, you know, like, that feeling when Ant-Man's credit, post credits mm-hmm. or what, you know, mm-hmm. like, that's what people are talking about. Like, oh, this was a fun, good time with a happy ending, and then you crushed me again because I remembered all these characters died. Right. Yeah, that, that, you obviously wouldn't have had that, and what's amazing is that none of us saw that coming it seems like such an obvious thing and yet it was very impactful I love that moment and it seems to be like you said uh, universally that's the moment from the movie well, one, probably one of the best post credit scene yeah. we've seen from all these Marvel movies yeah one of the most important or impactful right. ones most of them are relevant just, they're just uh stay tuned true believer right. there's more yeah. to come they're, yeah. they're just sort of teases yeah. this one is it was you know, moving plot forward yeah yeah um i'm gonna go right to the meat of it uh michael pena was <laughs> fantastic again I, I i love him in this when he tell is telling his story I first met Scotty in Cell Black D, and I was like, I'm Luis. And he says, I'm Scotty, and we're going to be best friends. Uh, Scotty gets out of jail, and that's when he met Hope. Look at my hair, dude. I'm off business. Uh, the best part of the movie to me, yeah, is when he's telling a story, and they are mouthing the words. <laughs> that is incredible. Incredible. And there's a danger of that in sequels where, oh, this was a bit we liked in the first one, so let's do it again, or let's do it bigger. But it didn't feel like that to me. It felt oh. like, oh yes, this is a great character we still love. Right. Yeah. I, I just love that the way the idea of them doing it in yeah. its own is just tickles me to yeah. think of them sitting there trying in, in a Marvel movie, right? Yeah. Because they would have already recorded his voice and they would be trying to mouth <laughs> over it and snapping their heads around and doing the stuff. Oh, so so good. And I've got this hairdo because I'm all business. And I was just like, oh, I love it. Love it. I, I like how the the character is so great, but in so many movies when, when you get to the sequel they go, "Oh, we have this great everybody loved this guy. Let's make it about him." Yeah. Let's put as much as this guy we can get into the movie and they they didn't do that. Right. Oh, it was as, very as a good balanced, thing. Yeah. yeah, as a good in a good way. Yeah. I love the Just be- enough. I love the beginning. I love I love the idea of cuz they throw you off. Again, I was discussing this earlier with a friend of mine. He liked that they throw you off like cuz you still have Infinity War in your mind. So why isn't he why wasn't he there? Yeah. And we see the well, he's on house arrest. <laughs> you know, so they've given you enough of an excuse to stop thinking about it. So the ending is more impactful. And I loved all that with his daughter. She's a really mm-hmm. good young actress. Yeah. Uh, excellent. 
Um, I love the magic take <laughs> in it. And, and again, my friend had a good point. The whole thing, the whole movie ending with that post credit scene feels like a magic trick. But, I know. definitely saw like, you know, Chekhov's card trick. Yeah. Right. They're going to use that in the, you know, that's going to be important in the plot by the end of it. Yes. It, I, excellent. Again, and, oh, other great moments. I loved, uh, Paul Rudd channeling Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> You know, that was, that, that was so good. That is Paul, that's why he's cast in that role. You know, yeah. him, him doing that stuff and holding hands with Michael Douglas. I'm a huge Michael Douglas fan. I'm going to go on record. He was cranky in this movie too. <laughs> well, that's what I want to ask Seth about as the biggest Hank Pym fan in the yeah. room or possibly in the county or the state. Yeah. Um, historically, when this movie was first announced and we learned it was Scott Lang, who is obviously you know, the lesser Ant Man? He's the he's the second guy. He's well, that's the, all I needed is for you yeah. to claim that he was the lesser Ant Man. <laughs> but he's kind of you know the, the backup Ant Man. He's yes. Ant Man two. Yes. In the parlance of comic book right. nerdery. But I I love Scott Lang. Yeah. And I love that he's just a schlub, and they talk over him, and he's like, oh, quantum <laughs> stuff. Hey, yeah, okay. <laughs> like I like that he's not a soldier or a scientist, and like. You know, the Marvel Universe, all these heroes are geniuses and, and peak of physical condition. And all of them. All yeah. of them. All of them. Secret agents yes. and amazing fighters and all this stuff. And he's God. Just, he's a God. <laughs> he's just a guy. He's just Ant-Man. And that's so, and it, you know, Hank Pym, you wouldn't get that. You would get another super genius. Right. But, yeah, so Scott Lang, I, I, I like that choice more than I ever thought I would. Because I don't know that I've read two comics in my life starring Scott Lang. But you've read a ton of Hank Pym, and I wondered your impression. Do you mind making him kind of the bad guy? Kind of the one who's, you know, we, we get a long history that he's rubbed everyone the wrong way. He's pushed everyone away. I mean, the comics we get, you know, the trial of Hank Pym. He he has a history of doing that right. and being abrasive and pushing yeah. people well, away. That, like so I've do said, you think that captures yeah. the Hank Pym core well honestly i i love everything they've done with it because they don't get hung up on that the history of hank pym uh i that's where i started that's where i cut my teeth was the trial of hank pym that's my beginnings in comics is right there uh so i was i love that they don't even touch on that um it's just hank pym is the original they gave him a lot of gravitas as uh, the brains behind all of this, and I, you know, and I, I again, I totally am a fan of the Everyman, um, Scott Lang. So the fact that we get them both is what I yeah. what I want. Um, that Ant Man and the Wasp are a thing, you know, is amazing to me. These are original Avengers, non comic readers. These <laughs> are the original Avengers. But I just I love that we get that history back when they were fighting the Cold War, right. and they were. You know, heroes at the top of their game, but decades have gone by, and he's made mistakes and pushed people away, and and maybe he isn't, you know, you know, he's he's condescending or or he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and he's made mistakes with his kids and his teammates, and we we get a long a history we don't have with some of the other characters. We're just getting the surface of it, so I I I just I think they did a great job. Yeah, I I think they handled it. Very well. I'm a huge, like I said, I'm a huge Michael Douglas fan. I love, I, for many years, he was my favorite actor. I love so many things he's done. 
Um, so I love him in this. Man, I got to talk about the uh, aging. This this movie, th- this yeah. series is to me what is always setting the bar with that. Like we saw in the first Ant Man when they had the de-aged Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, we were like, "Whoa, what what happened?" This is before Civil War when we saw uh, Robert Downey Jr. de-aged. Oh, when and, um, Kurt Russell in Guardians. Well, yeah, yeah, it went, it went Michael Douglas, then Robert Downey Jr., then Kurt Russell in Guardians 2. And we're seeing this, and now in the Ant-Man and the Wasp, we, we see, uh, Michael Douglas again, and Michelle Pfeiffer, and we're, we're, we're like, I can't see the seams. I mean, when that is on the screen, when Michelle Pfeiffer's face is on there, I am like looking, like, <laughs> where is the problem? Where's the flaw? And, Man, how far are we from these older actors doing a prequel? Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. If you can do a whole Planet of the Apes movie where, you know, someone's doing that digital thing for a whole movie and is the star of the movie, uh, why couldn't you do, you know, Harrison Ford, sit him in a chair somewhere and he'd yeah. be a 20 year old Indiana Jones exactly. again? Exactly. Young Indiana Jones. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed the whole thing. Um, what do you think of the villain? The ghost? I wasn't familiar with this character at all. I've never, I don't know um, about this character. I believe more of an Iron Man villain. Mm. Uh, Ant Man doesn't have a huge, uh, rogues gallery. Uh, the actress, Hannah. Yeah, I don't even something. know. Mm. She was in something recently I saw. I can't remember. I feel. I I like that she wasn't just evil. Yeah, it, she was a you know a sympathetic villain. I loved 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 that they used Ben Foster, um, Bill, Bill, Bill Foster. I, I apologize. I had a customer this week called Ben Foster. Why am I saying seven that? Times, the actor Ben Foster? Oh okay. I I wasn't sure yeah. why I was saying that. Bill Foster. Okay, but Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Um. That was great. Yeah. I liked how they worked that in. And he, I like that he stuck to his guns. He was not evil. Yeah. You know, uh, and she was, you know, dealing with the condition she was having. And, you know, I like her. What did I see her in recently? She was the bad girl in, um, Big Brother. Ready Player One. That's what it was. She was in Ready Player One, right? I don't know. I'm going to look. Did you see that movie? Yeah. I don't remember a bad girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if I look this up and I'm right, I win everything. <laughs> so are we just going to wait on that? Yes. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Hannah, it's a hyphenated last name. Hannah something. <laughs> Boom, there she is. <laughs> Hannah John Kamen. Yeah, she was the one chasing them around in Ready Player One. In the That was a man. She was chasing their van and stuff, yeah. It's a man, baby. Wow, I'm right and you're wrong. Boom. No, any, anyway, I like her. I think she she's you know, I like I I like the job she did. I don't I don't know anything about the character, like yeah. I said. But well, not only that, we had Walton Goggins. Oh, I I love Walton Goggins. <laughs> yes. All the way back to Justified, and probably before that. I, that's all I know him from. Hateful Eight. The Shield was his big. Oh, that's right, yeah. The Shield. I I, I have that. I keep thinking I'm going to watch... Did you watch that series? No. 
I, I just of, wanted to be condescending about it. Yeah, well, you're uh, right. You're right. He is previously <laughs> on the shield. And then, and then he called me out, and I lost all credit. Oh, no, no. I've never seen that. <laughs> and then Justified, and then Hateful Eight, which you did make a great Hateful Eight well, <laughs> um, reference tonight when you got here, so I'll give you credit for that. Um <laughs> he wanted to see my Abraham Lincoln letter. <laughs> uh, my article. <laughs> I'm going to use this thing and read my article on Facebook. Boom. Um, what else? The Grand Poo Blog. Poo Blog. No, uh, Walton Goggins played Sonny Birch, which I, I'm like, that has to be somebody. They don't just, you know, pull these names out of nowhere. Uh, he was in about seven issues of Iron Man in the early 2000s. Uh, the chairman of Cross Technologies. He was basically the same kind of character, kind of a black market tech guy. Uh, was affiliated with Obadiah Stane and the, you know, mm-hmm. the Iron Man villains again. Um, and then we had Jimmy Woo from, uh, it was Randall Park from, uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, he he's good. a classic S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Godzilla squad when Marvel did a Godzilla comic in the 70s. Hmm. And went on to be an Agents of Atlas, so he's a famous... He, he's been around since the 60s, Jimmy Woo. And Coach Mayer pointed out... Uh, did you pick up Egghead? Where? They used his real name as... Uh, I don't know his I real name. Yeah, well, I didn't either. But Jared looked it up and said, oh, that's Egghead. I said, oh, that's like the main Ant-Man villain Yeah. by default. I can't remember if it was one of the flashbacks or something. They, one of the scientists or somebody. That hurts me, like, used, in my core. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because my first, I have to, and this rarely comes up. But my original, the first Avengers comic I ever read was Avengers 217. It, the cover's hanging on the wall in my living room. It is a Hank Pym issue. It's the whole reason I have a, any feelings for Hank Pym. But he is uh, dealing with a egg pit. Uh, I mean, sorry, an egghead, uh, you know, plan. And I, don't, I have no idea what his real name is. And of course, Coach Mayer is not busy enough in the ball fields <laughs> and in the courtroom <laughs> declaring things. He has to freaking come out and make some sort of declaration that I don't know my egghead. Ugh. But you know, they're not going to use the name egghead in right. this more modern world. But they did use his real name at some point. Wow. But I'm blanking exactly. I'll right. find out. Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> He was egghead. He was egghead. <laughs> but going back to the ghost, I, that's my main criticism of the entire movie. Elias Starr. Is that right? Uh, sounds right. Hmm. Yeah, that name was mentioned at some point. I can't yeah. I can't remember exactly where. Carl Stricker is a notable alias. I don't know, but I don't know, but Coach Mayer's got a lot of freaking nerve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little ticked off right now. <laughs> Just imagine if he was here and he oh, just man. pulled that oh. out. I invited him, and if he'd have freaking said something, <laughs> oh man, been helpful. Uh, anyway, the but the goat. I didn't get. I like that she wasn't trying to destroy the multiverse or wasn't trying to invade the microverse <laughs> or whatever. like. Right. It was a very personal yeah. thing. Save herself. But again, just sit down for two seconds and talk to each other. Like, she's like, you have days to live. And she's like, well, we have 15 minutes to get her out of the microverse. Like, no, I gotta go first. 
It's like, okay, we'll help you with your thing. Just sit down for two minutes. Yeah, I know. Get my wife Every out of movie here. is like a Frasier episode. Yeah. Total misunderstanding. Exactly. But there was no ticking <laughs> clock with her. It wasn't, no, we have to do this now. It was like, I know she's in pain and it's their clock's running out, but it wasn't, she was not on the kind of timeline Janet was. And it was like, oh, we've got to get in the microverse. And like, it's like, we're all on the same side. We're all trying to accomplish the same thing. Just wait your turn for two minutes. We'll get her out and then we'll fix you. Like, I don't know. Just, I didn't sense the rush and the, like I said, the ticking clock or the time bomb ready yeah. to go off. So it just sort of like, she didn't seem desperate enough and just needed to right. just being too pushy. Man. You're such a. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was fun. Um, what did everybody think about uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, great power she had? Yeah, the quantum I, I, healing. Quantum powers, I sure, guess. Sure, it's quantum. Sure. That seemed weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know what... That doesn't seem to be a reference to anything or why that would be mm. a thing. <laughs> so we agree. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> But that's not, I mean, the Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, was lost in the microverse for several years in comics and was basically, you know, became a barbarian sort of thing. So that, there's precedent for that. Mm. I said, I don't remember that it changed your powers or anything. But I, for having very little time in the movie, I, I feel like she's, boom, she's right back in the Marvel Universe. She's She seems like a key cog. I like all these characters. Yeah. I like Wasp. One and two. I like both mm-hmm. Ant Men. I like Luis. I'm down with everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I loved it all. I I, uh, I thought it, when we we're talking post credits, the post post credit scene. Man, I regretted sitting there the whole time. The uh, just the it's just the ant sitting there playing the drums again. That I feel like they dropped the ball. They could have done something else with it. Yeah. There were plenty of things throughout the movie that they were like setting up. Like I, mean, I think some things are just for kids. But I, but I mean, don't you think? Possibly this is just my personal idea. You know, I'm nobody. I'm not some great executive. But how about they hinted through the whole movie about Michael Pena getting a costume? Yeah. Why couldn't he get some <laughs> costume? <laughs> You know, uh, that would be funny there at the very end. It wouldn't have mattered if somebody missed it, but if they did, they got a, you know, nice Easter egg of him getting a costume that doesn't, he gets the crappy Ant-Man costume, the one that keeps changing size and he does something dumb, you know. I don't know. That was just dumb. We saw that ant play drums the whole movie and then we just see it again. Which I can't think too hard about that because I, I didn't, how do you train an ant to yeah. take a bath and like, <laughs> Whatever, that was funny. <laughs> that girl, that girl, little girl actor was, actress. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, what did we see her, did, was she in anything other than the first Ant-Man? Cause she's very recognizable. Like I saw her and thought, I feel like I'd seen her in something else, but I didn't know whether it was just the first. I don't know. Anyway. I liked it. I don't know if I have a whole lot else to say about it, except that I keep thinking about this de-aging thing and what that means for the future of these movies. Like, I know we have this epidemic of, uh, the female movies are, it seems like they're starting to be the, all the flashback movies. The, uh, Wonder Woman and, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel are gonna be set 
are always back in time, you know. And well, it all started with Tron Legacy, right? That <laughs> Didn't was everything? The, yeah, Didn't that's everything. what Michael would say. <laughs> Who? Um, <coughs> what are they get? Like, I'm thinking like Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, are they going to de-age him for the Captain Marvel movie? Uh, he looks the same. Is he? Just, he'll probably have an uh, eye. I assume I'll have two eyes. Yeah. Unlike my. <laughs> what was that? Verp? <laughs> Verp? My. <laughs> I am going to work the story into every oh. conversation I can. You love that. You love oh. that I kept saying verp. But yeah, uh, speaking of female characters, I, I, again, Evangeline Lilly, I thought did a great job. Yeah. And you're not a fan. You trash your, well, I, privately to us. You said, I, I hate this girl since Lost. I, I liked Lost a lot, mm. but I thought she was terrible. Like, I didn't think, I didn't like Kate. I didn't mm. like her performance. And I, I, I saw your fan, huh? Eh. I didn't like Jack that much either. Or Sawyer, really. You're, you're Just like Hurley. Hurley. Me and Hurley. Hurley, yeah. I, hey, I, I've tweeted yeah. with Hurley. Uh, yeah, you're a friend of the podcast. Uh, vicarious friend of the podcast. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I, I She's so good as Hope. Yes. Like, yes. Kate on the island was about, well, she won't. She, yeah. She's a girl with a past and secrets and, you know, love triangle. And it just, her, that character was just never fleshed out enough. But mm-hmm. Hope is a strong, mm-hmm. independent woman who, yeah, you know, she's... <laughs> I'm waiting for something. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward but, to the female. Just she just she she stands on her own. Yes. She's not. Yeah. It's not. Oh, she's sitting there making moon eyes at, at Scott. Yeah. And, oh, I hope she Absolutely falls in love. Not. She's yeah. there for a job, and she's way more competent than anyone else right. in the room. And just again, just a strong, a supporting character, but also very strong and hopefully right. important. I'm looking forward to this female Marvel movie that they have to be building towards. Uh, her and I'm hope, uh, the girl from Black Panther. I can't remember her name. Shuri. Shuri. Um, those kind of characters coming together. That, oh, I can't wait for that. Like, like, I think she was, was a, she introduced herself as a great addition to that has to be there type thing when that happens. Um, overall, I thought it was a very great Marvel movie. It was a nice dessert after the heavy meal of Infinity War. This is a movie that, as it reaches cable, I will stop and watch. Like, yeah. no matter what point it's in the movie, like, oh, Ant-Man 2's on, let's watch that. I gotta say this, though. I have more and more taken on the thing of not watching previews. As they get closer to the movie, they reveal too much. The fir- I will watch the first preview I see for something, maybe the second, but although I rarely do it now, because there are so many things revealed in the trailers that would be much more enjoyable to see for the first time as you're watching the movie. Uh, and and the current commercial that's running is 
come see Ant-Man, the number one movie in the country, with an ending that'll knock your socks off. Like, it's saying <laughs> yeah. there's a huge, impactful ending. And it's like, that's why it was so impactful, because we were laughing, and, oh, we, we saved the day. Oh, now I'm sad. Right. Like, so, again, the advertising is spoiling that prepare yourself. You'll never see it coming. Yeah, don't ever watch the preview of the week of the movie coming out, because they will basically show you the whole movie. They want you to, please, last-ditch effort, go to the theater. So don't do that. But I'm, I'm getting more. I'm about to swear him off at this point because I enjoy the movie so much more the less I have seen mm-hmm. of yeah. the previews. So my problem is working in the comic store. That's what people they want to see oh, every screwed. every inch of the costume. Like, oh, did you notice they changed the rivet from the left side to the right side? Yeah. Like the piping on that costume, so amazing. All like, the piping. They want. They want to. They want to break down <laughs> the red everything. Is, the red is redder. Oh man, more lightning. <laughs> We don't even need him. We can always the greatest hits. We can hit without him. We can just repeat everything he's ever said. But yeah, I I very much like this movie. The only fault I can see was it didn't have those stakes. It didn't have that yeah, it's impact. But again, that kind of puts it outside because again, like Civil War will be on, and I'll tune in. I'm like, oh, he's in that? I thought he was introducing it. Like, I get confused mm. all these years later, not sure which is where. But, like, these don't matter. They just kind of yeah. have their own things. And that's good. I'm glad that they have a franchise that is just this. Yes. Um, that is detached from the epicness. But that also takes away some of its pop culture impact and longevity, maybe, and, and buzz and, you know, long-term. Yeah. I don't know. I, I almost think the opposite, like Cliff is saying. The longevity, yeah. this is the one you're going to tune into on the weekend. Because I can just, this is I can the just watch Shank. that movie. I don't need anything yeah. else. Yeah, this is the one yeah. that you're just like, ah, oh, I don't need to know anything for this. This is just fun. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we, we covered yep. it. It was, it was a very good movie. Um, happy with it. I, I'm always worried I'm going to be disappointed by one of these. And that, uh, yeah. The the fatigue has not hit me yet. Well, if you liked Ant Man, <laughs> oh man, you're, you're gonna hate Baywatch. <laughs> we can't do that. Segue, you just that's a we segue. we need a lifeguard to save that segue. <laughs> Let's try that again. Leave that in though. <laughs> if you liked Ant Man and you like. To hear what jobs maybe one of them have done. You like good stuff. You're not going to like Baywatch. Because Michelle Pfeiffer wasn't in it. That's uh, right. It's Puff Pfeiffer. Well, it had Puff Rock in it. And he was Puff Crappy. <laughs> All right. We're doing a one job, everybody. Inspired by this lovely movie, Ant-Man. One job forever? Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm gonna do it, okay? You talker. You had one job to do. Alright, we're doing one job again. Our fa- everybody's favorite segment. <laughs> I almost said my favorite. Everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite segment now. Uh, where we pick one artist. Of any genre, please give us your suggestions. They don't always have to be an actor or actress. They could be a writer or what, Jordan? What else could they be? Uh, uh, NASCAR driver. NASCAR driver. Don't do that, please. <laughs> Wrestler or that. Don't do that. Uh, what else shouldn't they do? Um, 
<laughs> United States congressman. Yes, I don't want to do that either. Uh, no, more, no Supreme Court justices has previously mentioned. Um, let's go with just actors and actors. <laughs> but we're going to pick the one thing that this that should be on there too. So I love that that description. This is their the best thing that we think. They ever did that we don't want to lose. This is the most important work that they ever did. One thing to remember them by. Yes. What, what's our favorite? Not, maybe not even their best. It's our favorite. What's our favorite? Your favorite. We hope we reflect your opinion. Um, so yeah, in walked to the Marvel Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in walked Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyne, bringing with her 58 films, a, a, a huge back catalog, catalog and, and just, uh, you know, a very famous actress, and we thought, oh, she's been in a lot of stuff. Let's talk about her. Yeah, that's what you thought. And then I looked it up, <laughs> and I've seen very few. Of them. Yeah. So what? 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 Give us a rundown. Of He's some seen of her. a couple of them. I, I I counted up. I've seen close to twenty, probably. Uh, I don't know that I'm bowled over. I always liked her because she was pretty, <laughs> and she's she's a good actress, but. She maybe hasn't chosen the best. And then about a half hour after we talked about this, that song came on the radio. It was like, Gangsta's Paradise. like, whack, don't. That's that song. Oh, yeah, what is it? Julio, get stripped. It's all pumping in. You're hearing it now. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, that's Bruno Mars. Yeah. And that same summer, there was some other song that referenced Michelle Pfeiffer. So Michelle Pfeiffer has had a moment recently. She is culturally relevant, unlike Avatar. Um... Let's see. She was in stuff. I'm skipping ahead here. Uh, I remember the story of us with Bruce Willis. Um, very little role. Uh, let's see. Frankie and Johnny. I remember with Al Pacino. I saw. You never saw that. You're gonna do a lot of head shaking here, mm-hmm. Jordan. I like Al Pacino, so I remember watching Pfeiffer. that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tequila Sunrise with. Mel Gibson and five dollar bill Kurt Russell. Nope. Come on, we got to do a whole episode about Kurt Russell. I, that's the job. One job I'm dreading. I know that's gonna hurt. <laughs> um, fabulous Baker Boys. I watched within the last six months. Uh, it was definitely uh, recreated in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit with the Jessica Rabbit role. Um, she sings on the piano and all that. It's a fine movie with the bow, with Bo Bridges and Jeff Bridges. Um, one fine day with George Clooney and his, uh, Caesar haircut. <laughs> uh, let's see. What? what what's that? I don't know. <laughs> Got married to the mob. Um, pump a sense of Coolio. You wanna tell me what this is all about? Yeah, the, the one you remember called oh, Dangerous Minds. Yeah, the one that was the movie with the black kids. That's right, Gangsta's Paradise. <laughs> That's right, that is a very Ohio thing to say. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, she was in Grease 2. Are, are we possibly going to induct Grease and Grease 2? Stay tuned. I'll tell you what. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And I want to live in a world where, where Greece and Greece too <laughs> both exist, <laughs> where we can get the full story, full scope. Um, the Witches of Eastwick, you never saw that? Oh my gosh, what kind of rock did you live under? What lies? A Pfeifferless rock. Yeah. What What lies beneath the Robert Zemeckis? 
what lies beneath was me under that rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Harrison Ford and her. Been forever since I saw this. I recently watched this movie, The Age of Innocence, with her and Winona Ryder, Daniel Day Lewis, one of his only roles, one of our greatest actors. No, 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 never saw. Um, the Family with Robert De Niro. I have not seen that. Wasn't she in Lady Hawk? Yes, she was in Lady Hawk. Absolutely. What was that about? Remind that was me. A, that was like a fantasy movie. It That's had a hawk. <laughs> Again, a ties to Ready Player One. That was. Uh, one of the favorite movies referenced mm. in that one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, we had. Let's see. She did. Wolf. Oh jeez. <laughs> Jack, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. He becomes a werewolf. Yeah. Um, There's Mike Nichols movie. Um, I was gonna try to do a Nicholson, but I can't do a Pacino and a Nicholson in the same episode. <laughs> Come on. I you only can. have so much. There's no the rules. There's no rules. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> uh, we had. I'm a werewolf. That was terrible. <laughs> I told you I couldn't leave say. it in. Uh, <laughs> dangerous liaisons. Um, she's scheduled for, of course. I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah, she's scheduled for dangerously. I mean, uh, sorry. <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War two. She will be in that, of course, as Janet Van Dyne. I'm sure. Um, I thought you said there was a sequel to Dangerous Liaison. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You kind of let it. It is. That. I was expecting. You, you do you not remember Dangerous Liaison? It's clearly a prequel to Avengers: Infinity War Two. <laughs> I am Sam. Yeah. Never go full. Um. Oh. Let's see. In today's political climate, oh. you guys are skating, <laughs> pressing the yeah. yeah. Stardust. Neil Gaiman do- oh, book. I like that one. I love that book. I've read that book like 57 times. <laughs> I, I really have. I, I love that Neil. That's my favorite Neil Gaiman book. That's a fun movie. It's not, it didn't make any money also, or make, Robert make a Niro, big impact, yeah. but a fine film. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Dark Shadows mm. with Johnny Depp. Mm. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm sure you guys have heard of recently. Um, Murder on the Orient Express. I did not see yet. She is famously in Scarface with Al Pacino. If you want to slip in another Al Pacino. Um, and. No thanks. The other thing I saw her in last year was in Mother. She. Mother. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Tell Michelle not to walk on. I never, never get tired of your dancing impression. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't work it in more. Um. And my official vote for favorite Michelle Pfeiffer because I can't find anything else that I care about is Batman Returns. That's it right there. As Catwoman. See, that's what my fear was. I mean, that's my first thought and initial pick. But I thought, I don't want to be the fanboy right. that just picks a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the whole other list and I thought, what is more iconic than that cat suit? And that performance, and I mean, people still remember. People still dress up like that at Comic Con. Yeah, it's it's. Well, just in the, uh, recently in the the Batman comic book, the the uh, the gift storyline with Booster Gold. Yeah, when they go he back, so and, excited, and, and they, yeah, and he he that costume comes to be in the comic because of Booster Gold. He 
He's like, oh, we got to get you a suit. That's awesome. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer tried to mess with the Batman. Michelle Pfeiffer tried to mess with the Batman. Michelle Pfeiffer tried to mess with the Batman. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Guess what, Michelle Pfeiffer? You ain't a real cat. Come on. Yeah, that's my pick. I, I, I remember seeing these movies in the theater and, you know, she did, she just really, she went for it, mm-hmm. basically, and that I respect that, and um, I, I just I really enjoy that. I, again, nothing else really stands out for me. She was always fine, not, never terrible, never fantastic. The only ones even close to my list would probably be Dangerous Minds, as that's yeah. one of the first you think of, or Scarface has just had a, a, a legacy of years and years. People still talk about that movie and reference it, but I don't know. To me, Selena Kyle, Catwoman, that's it's, That's her persona to yeah, me. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing because she's a a big star. She's a movie star. Yeah. I really expected when you, when you said when you suggested her, I thought that, oh, I can't wait to see what I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't forgetting anything. And yeah. I, I hate that. I hate that. I went when I looked it up and I went expecting, you know, some big hits. Yeah. That she was the star of and yeah. <laughs> and uh and yet you weren't satisfied. We're skating the line. We're skating the line. <laughs> this is a. This is a. This is a nice. <laughs> hey, Jordan. 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 I never expect that. It's awful. Face is red. <laughs> anyway, I think. I think. I think yeah. that's where we're at, guys. We're a. Uh, comic book hero-y centric podcast so, so don't blame us thanks to Tim Burton yes. for inventing that whole world and that whole gothic look mm-hmm. that Michelle Pfeiffer was able to walk in and steal that movie from beginning to end I still think that's an underrated movie <clears throat> yeah and if you disagree with us I would love to hear your argument about what she was in that she was really good in because I will revisit it if I haven't seen it I'll watch it and if I have seen it and I need to look at it again you know, we won't change our answer. <laughs> oh, it's in the book. Well, oh, it's in the, I've, in the it, I've already written it down. It's in there. So, um, but that's where we're at. Who is she? What is she? I don't know whether to open fire or fall in love. <laughs> you poor guys, always confusing your pistols with your brides. Don't hurt us, lady. Our take home's less than three hundred. You're overpaid. Hit the road. Okay. So, Yay. one job. Boom. We did it. Yeah. You know what I'm curious about? Hmm. Baywatch. Baywatch, you, my you, God. You guys should be curious. You have no idea. Cliff brought it up seven weeks ago. That's right. And has left us hanging. Uh, I keep talking. I keep trying to remind myself because I keep forgetting about it because it yeah. was so forgettable. Every time I hear you every, <laughs> every time I hear you mention it or see you mention it I think I watched Chips recently and yeah. I, I equate them at, Yeah, they're about know, on the same level yeah, I think. I bet so, Chips is better. I bet you're right. <laughs> Chips didn't have Zac Efron in it. <laughs> it did not. That's why I thought this might be good. It doesn't have just yeah. <laughs> Zac Efron <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah. tell us all about Baywatch and how much, how good it is. Or don't. I mean, yeah, either way. Say it's not good. I, I will just say you can, if you have Amazon Prime, you can stream it. That is a freedom we have in this country. <laughs> you can choose. <laughs> Seth's ancestors fought and died. That's true. For those rights. And you to can read all about it. Baywatch anytime <laughs> you want. Oh Lord! And that's all I'll say about that. Well, uh, again, interestingly enough, when we recorded last week, Comic Con was going on, mm-hmm. and was that was, last week. Yeah, it was last week. So Comic Con like it was like yeah, not that long ago. Comic Con's over, obviously. Ah, it happened many of course days ago, but uh, we got a glass trailer. Mm-hmm. What do we call you, sir? First name, Mr. Last name, Glass. Uh, obviously the Shyamalan. We can't avoid spoilers anymore for Split. Yeah. We tried as long as we could. Seth tried very hard to keep me from being spoiled for that movie, <laughs> but couldn't stop Michael from spoiling the end <laughs> But uh, that's all part of the Shyamalan universe, from Unbreakable to Split. And now to glass, we're getting you know more than a decade later, these characters are all coming back, and we're getting the M Night Shyamalan superhero world, and we got a little Comic Con trailer for it. And you had never even seen Unbreakable, have you, Cliff? Nope. You, you, you didn't see Split. Nope. So you're not going to line up for this one. Nope. No. What's your problem, anyway? Mm. I was too busy streaming Baywatch. <laughs> I don't are, get you, are you hyped for Glass, Seth? Uh, yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm hyped. First name, Mr. Last name, Glass. So was it was Split? I mean, did you enjoy it, or did you just enjoy it because, oh, we're getting more Unbreakable? I, I'm trying to recall, you know, going back to when I watched it. I knew that that was a thing before I watched it. Mm. But like, so did I. Thanks, yeah. Michael. Yeah, thanks, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> As if he was there. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, but I, but I recall seeing, I, I watched it again when it was on HBO. I like the movie. I think James McAvoy is great. Uh, I'm, I mean, I think he is really great in it. And I'm looking forward to, from this preview, like, obviously he's worked out for it and all this, but he, Honestly, is doing what they're trying to convey that he he like is supposed to become bigger and things like it almost looks like he is like I'm impressed. Uh, um, I don't if it is terrible. I like I I haven't written that off as a possibility <laughs> yet. I guess is what I'm saying, but I was intrigued by the trailer. Um, Sarah Paulson is that her name? I, I'm sorry if I get that wrong. Um, there's a lot of similar names right there, but um, she's a very good actress. Was in People Against O.J. Simpson, and I, I enjoy her. She was on American Horror Story. Um, but I, I, I just, I, of course, Unbreakable is one of my favorite movies of all time. That is a top ten spoiler for my top one hundred. <laughs> that is a top ten movie for me all time. Um, and I, I, so. Obviously, I am super excited for this. It's not gonna, it can't possibly ruin the first one for me. So yeah. I, I don't have any feeling of that. 
But um, sadly, I'm to the point now where there are directors who I give them the benefit of the doubt until they prove me wrong. I'm going to assume it's going to be good. Shyamalan's turned that corner. I he it has to wow me. Like I'm not going to just assume anything because his get, last few yeah. have been real. Stupid. I get what you're saying, but like one of his last ones was uh, well, like I like Split and The Visit. Was that it? The Visit? Oh yeah, I really like that movie. So if you haven't seen The Visit, watch that. It is really good. Um, so I'm still uh, a stand for M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong, and I'm am excited about this. So yeah, yeah, this is this is preaching to me. I love Samuel L. Jackson. When we get to this, we're doing a one-jobber on him. And it looked like a lot of scenes at a comic book store, which I'm down for. Yeah. Boom. I, uh, I thought I assumed those were out of sight. i got to get some chicken in mayo. Uh, we also got an Aquaman trailer that dropped many days ago, and we all really liked because we've all seen it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us all about oh, yeah, what we all saw. Jason Momoa. Wearing a wallet chain, talking hmm. to fish. What? He's got a wallet chain. <laughs> I did not see this. I oh, did see a movie with that. That was one of my most engaging Facebook posts. When yeah. The Entertainment Weekly. The cover showed the cover. They had him and Mara. Oh and, yeah. And yeah. I didn't see the trailer though, but. And I put on Facebook. I remember that. Aquaman has a wallet underwater. <laughs> and it's. He doesn't want his money to get wet. Spurred a lot of discussion. Yeah. Yeah. The big the big story before this trailer was. Um, one of the the toys for Aquaman um, pictures were leaked, and there is a picture of him in the traditional orange and green Uh-oh. Aquaman. Yeah, I saw the toy. Yeah, the toy of yeah. SDCC. Yeah, and he has the old school trident and everything. So, and, just keep talking. And, I'm watching. And Black Man, it's not out yet. I was just kidding. Yeah, it doesn't come out till tomorrow. Whatever. Yeah, but our listeners don't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they do now. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't lie to people. <laughs> oh, man, it's good. Uh, <laughs> His money's still getting wet. <laughs> I, I want that to be the stinger after the credits. I'm trying to buy something with soggy dollar bills. <laughs> and the clerk is just like, it's me, like the clerk going, <laughs> but and Black Manta looks very comic accurate from yes. what I've seen. Mm-hmm. So. And Ocean Master, Ocean Master, yeah, that looked kind of silly though. Yeah. That, that didn't translate to live action very well. No, he does look kind of silly. Ocean Master, is that what you yeah. said? That's so stupid. Master of the Ocean. <laughs> oh, that sounds better. Right? Yeah, to that voice like that. <laughs> if I'd known you were going to have such gravitas, <laughs> I mean, at first I was like, "You dummy," and then you said it, and I was like, "I'm scared of that guy." <laughs> He's not like Lake Mayor or something. He's Ocean Master. <laughs> yeah. He's not some peon. He's still has to make sure the the roads are shoveled. <laughs> make sure the lines are chalked. So he's your master. Who's the master of Lower Salem? Lower Salem. Well, no. Master. <laughs> that would be awesome. I want to know who that is. Uh, Might be one of my relatives. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. It's Valerie all along. We knew it. The power behind the throne. Yes. Uh, who can birth twins? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> <laughs>
now I have to segue into the news that broke. <laughs> Do it. I want to see you right as we were out. leaving. Oh my gosh! What happened? Speaking of saying stupid things that'll get you into trouble later. Oh, James Gunn has been fired by Disney from Guardians Three. Yeah, that sucks. That again during Comic Con weekend news just comes in waves. Yeah, and you see it, and you're, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. but this one stopped me in my tracks, and yeah. I'm like. This can't be re- like I clicked on it. I'm like, what am I missing? What's the joke? I couldn't fathom. You know, James Gunn more than Joss Whedon, more than you know the brothers. Like they, they he he's the face of it. He's the public voice and face of Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and he's out unceremoniously, just yanked. Can't say it's not his fault, right? But it just—I'm shocked it happened that fast yeah. and that decisively. That is the era we live in. Yeah, because yeah, it is uh, normally yeah, again. John, John Lasser is in month seven of his thirteen <laughs> month slide out of Disney. Yeah, we we, we do that. Or Great job, Disney. Just give it up for us. Great job. <laughs> Some are a little more replaceable than others, I guess. But we just had the MLB All Star Game, and that, that Brewers pitcher mm-hmm. during the game, some of his tweets came out from when he was seventeen, and he was that, saying some awful things, yeah. and it was. Well, we have to investigate. We have to look into it. And it was an apology. And it was a weird, well, the Brewers say this, and he says that, and MLB says this. And it's just ugly and weird, yeah. and you don't know how you feel about right. it. And well, do you forgive him because it was so long ago? Do you throw the book at him because we have no tolerance? Like, it's it's so hard to grasp because mm. we don't – it's just all happening so fast. Right. And we all have a – like, wait, have I ever said anything? Like, there's always yeah, that. Sure. It has to be yeah. in the back of your head. Right. Have I ever said anything in the last half hour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I've, I've, I told my son a couple of years ago. It was like, you know, you're just stepping into social media. Be aware, this is a new thing that nobody's had to deal with before. Yeah. And anything you say or put on there, however innocent it may feel now, in ten years it may be looked at differently. So always be. Aware that you may be in a job someday that you may not be able to keep because you said something that you didn't think anything of at the time. Everybody needs to be aware of that. Stuff. Not to draft, drift too heavily into sports, but uh, the Reds just drafted a kid named Hunter Green. How they know when you said sports is going to be the Reds? Well, of course. But he's a phenom. He can throw 103 miles an hour. He's like an 18-year-old kid. He should be something special. And there was a great article I read when he was drafted that his dad – has a real good head on his shoulders and took him when he was 12 years old and said, now look, all eyes are going to be on you. You've got to dress right. You've got to speak right. You've got, you know, if you're dating a girl, you've got to do everything above board and publicly. And you do not want a story coming back 10 years from now that you treated me this way. And, and this kid has been raised since he was a kid. He's still literally, he's still a kid, but that's the age of the, they knew he's going to be a big star. Right. And just taking all those precautions from day one. Don't be an idiot. Don't do anything you're going to regret. And this technology is too new. We didn't all know that years ago. And James Gunn has he proactively he he has apologized yep. for all that stuff before. Years and years ago. Yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, it doesn't new. matter. But again, I still feel you can't treat one person one way and one right. another way. That if if you're going to fire people for that kind of language. You kind of have to hold him accountable. And I, just because I like James Gunn, I don't want him to see him fired. 
but you know you kind of have to apply the same rules. Right. I mean, if you're going to fire him for that, then maybe you should fire the spineless scrotum in the Oval Office who sexually assaulted women, has torn immigrant families apart, and betrayed our country for Russia. Yeah, I mean, it's a thought. Whatever. It's a thought. You just but, blew you know. Jesse's mind when he listened to it at two <laughs> times the speed. Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, like I said, I won't defend him. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it, guys. I hate that, it. That's my knee-jerk reaction. So, but no, but he's, Yeah, I, he's, I won't be one of those guys. Yeah, I, I was yeah. talking, like I said, from Zola over earlier, we were talking about us. Like, I won't defend any of these guys. But, you know, something, some, we've all probably said something we shouldn't have said. And, you, you know, if you say something, that you will have to accept the consequences. Um, so I won't defend them. If a company decides they want to part ways with you, that is per- yep. absolutely their prerogative. Right. And it's, but it's just too bad because I think he's a really, ta- really talented guy, and I hate to think what it's going to be without him. I just I, I the only kind of defense I would give him is. We as a society have a hard time with complexity and context and subtext and why are you saying what you're saying rather than here's what you said. It was bad. Was it a joke? That's what he says. But so does Roseanne. Yeah. So it, but there are other factors you should take into account rather than maybe just the black and white stuff. Like I remember Stephen Colbert got into a lot of trouble. People wanted to boycott his show. When he was doing the character, quote, Stephen Colbert, yeah. the conservative pundit, and he made insensitive remarks about Chinese people. But he was doing, doing it the character. to show what insensitivity looks like right. from people who feign diversity. Yes. And and all people heard was <gasps> he said some really <laughs> insulting things, but they didn't look at the context. That was the of danger the of the character he was doing. Exactly. Is that kind of stuff was going to come up. Now I'm not saying James Gunn is doing that. No, 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 no. But, but he was uh, he was doing blue comedy that he was uh, obviously not trying trying to say he was really doing these things or you know he was it's ten years ago and things change daily how they're perceived. And like we said, he apologized years ago for it. But he also stepped ahead of it today, made a couple different statements, and accepted all responsibility. So I'll give him credit yeah. for that. He did not say, oh, no, I've been been looked at wrong. He said, if this is the way it has to be, I understand. So I think that's what everybody's got to do. But, you know, these Guardians characters are established. I mean, someone mm-hmm. can step in. It's not the end of the world, obviously. Right. But... It, it it will definitely be a difference. Yeah, yeah. That's you know the when we did our ranking that you know at Guardians the, is very high, yeah, right? Way up there. Was, Guardians yeah. and Guardians too. Now, yeah, you know, we those are both great movies. I I, I don't know what the, where they were in production on Guardians three. Whether they'd even started. Uh, we had put a picture out on our Facebook page not too long ago where he. Was starting to write it. Yeah, I think oh, he was okay. working on the draft. Yeah, right. okay, so, so. yeah it's very early. Hmm. All right. Well, as we move on, I did want to touch on the fact that I saw a movie that Jordan does not like. Oh, hated. Hated. Sorry, let <laughs> yeah. me rephrase that. Jordan hated this movie. Jordan doesn't appreciate that movie. Yeah, uh, it's fine. We can't all love everything. Not everything is for everybody. I always say that. Um, I took my son. We saw 2001. Colon, a space odyssey. I never miss a colon movie, especially in 70 millimeter. And he had never seen it before? He had never seen it before. Correct. 
Um, we went to Columbus to see it. It was only in certain locations, and the only other movie I'd seen like this was The Hateful Eight. A few years ago, they did, you know, the tour they did of the 70 millimeter version, and it's a real treat to see these movies in that version. This is, uh, basically the HD version of these movies. Um, 70 millimeter, you know, the film's bigger, so there's more detail and better perspective. And, you know, you get there and they, you get the overture before the movie even starts, the music pumping in, little treat, and you, it comes with an intermission halfway through. Which I think more movies could use, honestly. Mm-hmm. Movies are getting longer and longer, and we're only human. Um, so, so I'm I a, had an intermission a little bit ago in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, I am a fan. <laughs> I am a fan of the intermission. Like, I, I was like, you know, why don't we do this more? I actually saw in other countries, it is a thing. That is how they show movies everywhere but here. You get an intermission. Um, not a big deal. I'm just saying it would be nice. I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. There's a little break. You come back, you're refreshed, and you get to, you know, you got another drink. So, you know, you know, play it fast and loose whether you're going to make it to the end of the second part. Anyway. No, he had never seen it. We got to see, you know, this Stanley Kubrick classic. They showed previews for basically all of Kubrick's other movies before the movie. Um, when, when we were... Waiting for the movie to start. We're out there. They had posters at this theater. Uh, that week they were starting Jaws on the big screen. And, and that is a thing now. You can watch these classic movies on the big screen. Now they're not all going to be in 70 millimeters. So they're all, not all going to look that perfect. A lot of them they're doing, releasing in 4K. Well that, is that a, a response to people are watching a bunch of stuff on their phones or their tablets? Mm. Like, do we need to get back to that? scope and that 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 grandeur of movies i i love it like i i really try to make an effort to go see these movies especially ones that i never saw on the big screen i want to get that i but uh to cut to the chase i absolutely have no regrets about this i it was an incredible experience i loved 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 watching this movie and he absolutely enjoyed it when it was over. He was just like, we were talking about it. He, he lo- lo- loved it. He's like, how, he's, he's like, I get how someone could see, think it was boring. He said, but he's like, I did not feel that. He, he loved that. We were discussing how things, what they meant and, and things. And just, we well, I'm both. I'm sure that classical music like riddled it, you. It, well, and, great, great. I, I, that's what, what I was going to tell you. Yeah. I totally get how you could sit in your living room and watch that and be bored and fall asleep on your couch when you're super freaking comfortable and all that. But in epic HD 70 millimeter, I think you maybe might have liked a little better. And that grand, um, like you said, soundtrack, the score to it and everything it was very epic. Yeah, that's that's the movie that I I appreciate more than I enjoy. We'll say, like I watch it and say, "Wow, what a technical achievement." Right. What an important milestone is it over yet? Like I just, yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I can't get invested yeah. in it. Yeah. It, it was, I, I loved it. And I was worried going in after your review. <laughs> Honestly, I'll, I'll be full, fully forthright. I've always considered it in my top 100. And then I was like, man, what am I going to think when I go in here? So yeah, it's still there. I, well, don't I take it. my word for it. Oh yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it. Butterflies. <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey with a colon in the middle is one of the 100 essential movies as featured on my poster we've been talking about for half a year. And I had seven more movies in June. I'm trying to catch up. This was the halfway point. I was trying to get to 50. Didn't quite make it. Uh, Seven new movies. I had 38 coming into June, so I ended with 45. Okay. So... A little behind pace. Yeah, 45. Uh, the first one I watched, the Library of Congress has declared it the most seen film in movie history. Oh, wait. I don't know any of these movies, so I'm thinking. Yeah, so. Most seen film in movie film history. film has Boss. been seen the most times in movie history? Oh, Gone Wizard of Oz, Casablanca. Two very good guesses, one correct. Oh, I don't know. Just tell us. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, I got it. Boom. 1939 classic, uh, you know, an adaptation of the famous children's novel. Frank L. Baum. Yes. Or L. Frank Baum. L. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Those names <laughs> in some order. Baum Frankel. <laughs> the Bob Diggity. This one was Michael Jackson. Clark yes. Michael Duncan. Yes. Yes. Clark Michael Duncan. <laughs> yes. Diana Ross. Yes. Michael Jackson. Uh, no. Oh. Buddy Epson yes. played the Tin Man. Ray Bolger. Yep, Ray You're Bolger. tell Ray Bolger? He Need the Scarecrow or was he the line? I just know the Simpsons quote. Oh, so. Uh. <laughs> Buddy Epson. Ray Bolger's drinking a Royal Crown Cola. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you can find that Simpsons quote clip, that would be really oh, hilarious. Be great. No pressure. <laughs> You're going to look stupid if you don't. Thanks for the notes. <laughs> uh, again, yeah, one we all saw as kids, and it's just sort of that that's one of those just fabric of America mm. movies. So, hooray. I, I got to tell I my Wizard of Oz story. Okay. I probably have told it before. I don't know, but when I was a child, we went somewhere. You made up your own song. <laughs> yes, I, and dance, dance, dance. And dance. somewhere. I still have the album. Uh huh. Still the album. Um, no, but I remember going somewhere in Kentucky or Tennessee, somewhere near around here. Um, that was like like a Wizard of Oz um resort, not resort, but you know, like so, some little attraction. Okay. And you went and you went to this farm, and there was a house, a farmhouse, and it was basically the beginning of the movie. It was some just dusty farm that you pulled up to, and you went in the house, and you went up the stairs, and you're walking around upstairs. You have not told this story. I have not. No. Well, this is great. No. This is great. I have a couple. Actually, I just realized that I have more than one Wizard of Oz story. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, no, I, I walk, walk, you walk around upstairs, and then... As you're walking downstairs, they kind of mess with you. And you, as you're going back downstairs, it feels like you're going back down the stairs you went up. They, you know, we were kids. We don't yeah, know the difference. Yeah. But on, there's windows, but the windows are movie screens. It's all and, in color. No, no, it's still, it's black and white. You see a tornado. 
Everything's spinning around and stuff. And when you come back downstairs, the kids freaking out. Yeah, kids are running. freaking out. No, but you come downstairs and you're back. You're in a different living room, but it's supposed to look like the same living room. But everything's thrown everywhere. Everything's torn up. And when you go out the front door, you're in Oz, and it's all colorful and everything. It's amazing. It was amazing. Dead witches everywhere. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. a, there was feet sticking out from under the house. It was pretty awesome. <gasps> Kids, you murder. <laughs> Someone is dead. Well, before we go on, I'm going to give my other go Wizard of Oz story. That's what we're here for. Yeah. we had. I went to St. Mary's School in Marietta, Catholic school. We had a priest, Father Punky. Was it Monsignor Punky? Actually, was his official title. But he's a big fan of the Wizard of Oz series. Like, apparently, there was a lot of books. You know, I don't know. I'll take his word for it. But one year for his birthday, each of the classes performed a different section of the Wizard of Oz. He went from class to class and we I was Mayor Munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> and I played two roles, much like Coach <laughs> <laughs> Now you really want to get it out. Really, really want to serve up that we can start calling you Munchkin Mayor. Yeah. <laughs> much no get ready. Mayor Much like Coach Mayor, I played two roles, including Mayor. I never this is blowing my own mind now that I'm realizing it. We got another we got a sequel to this story. <laughs> I was Mayor Munchkin and one of the lollipop kids. Uh, it was basically Mayor Lollipop Kid. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that, that happened and I'm remembering it right now. Well I mentioned that. Uh, in my write-up of all these movies, found at lowwords.wordpress.com, mm. where you can read my extensive thoughts on all these films and more. I will. The, everyone remembers the Lollipop Guild. Do you remember the girls? Oh, no. They were the Lullaby League. No, you're full of it. And they came out first. We are the Lullaby League. You had to extend And I was like, how is... No one ever referenced... You know, I hear Lollipop Guild gets thrown yeah. around as pop culture, but... We represent the Lollipop Guild. You still got it, kid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you remember it's always live. Oh, you know? yeah. I don't mess around. <laughs> All right. Then I watched a similar movie, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm, yeah. I saw it. Which kind of surprised me to be on this list of yeah. essential movies. It was... It got some serious raves. It... It got nominated for like 10 Academy Awards. It was nominated for Best Picture. I've seen, you know, people like Roger Ebert or whoever, the best action movie ever made. Like, I, I don't quite get, it was very good. I'd never seen it. I don't know how I, you know, it was from 2015. Somehow I never got around yeah. to it. And I like the Mad Max movies, but I don't get, I mean, there's an action movie every year that's really cool and good, but it just doesn't get the critical, critical acclaim this one did. So I agree. I listened to all the film podcasts and, Everybody went crazy about this movie, and I am with you. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It just maybe, uh, yeah, just, I, oh. and it had a very feminist message. You yeah. Know, Furiosa, that mm-hmm. character was excellent and had more, you know, you don't get to see the, the, the matriarchal side of post apocalyptic, you know, hellscapes, but this was. Like you should. Yeah. yeah. A little bit different. Uh, then swung right to Schindler's List. Wow, it's a very yeah. I took a turn. Hard hard turns on this this month's yeah. movies. Um, that one I'd seen a few times before. It's it's hard to watch. It's not a again. It's not one you throw on to just enjoy on a weekend. Yeah, unless you're scratching a poster. 
But it, it I happened to just completely randomly watch it without thinking the week all the stuff kicked off at the border mm. and all the you know the families being you know yeah. uh, you know kids being put into cages and parents being uh, what do you call that the detained separated where you're deported yes. all the deportations that were starting off and. As I'm watching this movie, and you're see- and I'm not calling ICE Nazis or anything. I'm right. not saying our government's doing this, but just watching opinion. these kids, these young Jewish kids, not knowing what's going on and being ripped apart from their parents and put on trucks and trains, like it hit me so much harder. That this is not ancient history. Mm-hmm. There are still people alive who survived the Holocaust, and. There are things go. These kids at the border will remember their whole lives. This trauma that's inflicted. So, mm-hmm. it it made this viewing twice as difficult to get through as I'm as some sure. of the other ones. So then I watched Groundhog Day. Oh, oh. man, <laughs> I'm glad that was on that list. What a crazy movie! Like that movie didn't make a ton of money. It's one of those ones, like we said, just when yeah. it's on cable, you watch it. It's it built its audience over a lot of years. Ned wow. Ned Ryerson. <laughs> Wow, I I I think I'm surprised that was on that list. I'm glad it is. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. I love Groundhog Day. Although I've seen it a countless times, but did you know that Michael <laughs> Shannon is in it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that till I saw mm-hmm. him. I was like, holy cow, it's Michael Shannon. Yeah. And I also had a thought that Michael would be helpful for this, but he's not helpful for anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you found what, the one thing. What is your theory? Of what's going on, and I don't mean how he got in the loop or whatever, but is 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 this like a multiverse? Nah. Or is it because I he commits suicide at one point, and they show him in the morgue. You see his dead body, and I was like, whoa, the, their lives are all going on without him. So when it restarts the next day, is that reality still going on somewhere? Are there like thousands of alternate realities? I think you're overthinking. No, I think I'm underthinking. I think we should. <laughs> I think I am. You think you think I am underthinking? Right, it, right. I got you. No, I think there. Are, I think every scene he did oh my went God. on, you're... and all those people lived their lives. So there's a Ned Ryerson who lived his life. Like that guy punched me. I can't believe it. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna choose. To oh look wow. At. That is not in my blog. So <laughs> that you only that you whole... only get that content right, right, here. Yeah. This is light coming, folks. Uh, Raging Bull, Martin Scorsese mm. movie from 1980. What? I'm interested to hear what you think of this. I I love Martin Scorsese, and Raging Bull is considered ba- his masterpiece. I like where this is going, but it's like my tenth favorite yes, movie of his. That's a, exactly what I thought you were going. I have watched it twice now because I, I missed it, of course, the you know, first time around, and I you know I always try to catch these classics, and I watched it, and I was like. Man, I just don't get it. And then I watched it just a couple years ago again, try, feeling like, okay, I'm a little, little more educated now on film, so I'm gonna try it again. And it, I'm with you. I like Scorsese, and this just doesn't has never clicked for me. It's a character study of Jake LaMotta, the boxer from the '40s and '50s, and De Niro. It, it could be De Niro. If we have one job for De Niro, this might be it because he gives it his all, and it's it's. This is peak De Niro, we'll say. But just at, as a movie as a whole, I don't know. It just doesn't 
it doesn't hold my interest that so many Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, any of those other movies, I just like so much better. Uh, then I watched Some Like It Hot, which I had never seen before. The Billy oh, Wilder comedy. Bob Hope? Not Bob Hope? No. 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 Bob, who am uh, I thinking of? Uh, it's, uh, uh, Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon and... and Gene Kelly? No. No. I'm going to name all the old actors <laughs> I can think of. Jack Lemon, I know I'm right. Hmm. Man. It's your paper. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, that's her name. Well, there's another guy. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> nice try, buddy. Uh, what? Jane Russell isn't she in it? No. no Come on. No. What the hell? Am I way off here? Some like lemon and it. Uh, my brain's. Crying. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's a Billy Wilder. Yeah, you got it. So we got Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. There you go. Yeah. So I had never seen it. It's it's like number one AFI's top 100 comedies of all time. It is it is a you know, revered as a classic mm-hmm. comedy. I thought it was very good. I was worried, you know, a movie from 1959 about cross-dressing men <laughs> could have some icky stuff, but it, it was kind of blasé about it of like, hey, we're going to do this. Like, and it, some of the jokes were a little risque for back then. And apparently, uh, I learned Marilyn Monroe had in her contract, she had to be shot in color because she was Marilyn Monroe. And Billy Wilder did screen tests of the two guys, and they looked hideous. <laughs> He's like, we have to shoot this in black and white, because no one will buy these as women, ever. So they had to rework Marilyn's contract to get her to do a black and white film. <laughs> but a very fun movie. And I, I realized I'd never seen Marilyn Monroe in a movie. I've never seen any oh, of wow. her movies. Let me look her up. Anyhow, Are we doing Marilyn Monroe now? <laughs> and she didn't make a ton. You know, she wasn't around forever. But she's not the best actress, but... She lights up the screen, and anytime she's on screen, she is the obviously. The you always think of the seven year itch where she's standing yep. over the grave. Yeah, yeah. And they are blowing up. I'm trying to think what else she was in. All about Eve. Hmm. Okay, go on. And last one, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. If we're doing a top ten of all time, that might be there for me. I I yeah. love that movie. It's so well done. Just performances. I. I think it is the career best performances by half the people in it. Yeah. It's Mark Wahlberg's best performance. It is, uh, Tom, Tom's Jane's best performance. Mm. It is uh, Burt Reynolds' best performance. It, it's just everybody in that brought their A game. And I, it's just, if you've never seen it and you just know what it's about, you know, pornography in the 1970s and the rise and fall of a star. Right, but it's more that it's about family and and finding a connection when you don't have a normal family and finding people who accept you and all that. Good I stuff. love 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 that movie. Absolutely top one hundred. Great PTA. That's all. Was that's it? That's my that's a, June that's a, essential movie. That's a good good time. So you got fifty five left for the last six months. So no problem. The rollerblades are put away in the closet. Yeah, might as well. Just buckle down and start putting them away. Do it. So, but I, I wonder now at this point, have you like cherry picked ones you wanted to see? How's this well, working? Again, I, when it first started, just whatever's on TV, right. just, you know, the, we'll catch it when we can. But there's definitely a bunch that like I have the DVDs of. Oh, okay. That I'm kind of saving uh, in case we get toward the end that I'm like, 
these aren't on TV anywhere, or I can't find them, or, you know. So ones I, I, I've got, I'm sure more than a dozen I'm kind of saving. Or there's some, like, you know, Lawrence of Arabia, or, or I'm just I've like, never watched that. I just, I'm not, I gotta find the right time and the right, right day and yeah. the right, the right mood to do some of these real epic ones. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to do a good mix. I don't want to watch all movies from the 90s yeah, yeah. in a month. I try to jump, jump oh, around. Oh yeah, they've always the been a good mix of eras. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like listening. He's reading about them. Awesome. And I heard Cliff got out to the theater. I did. <laughs> I did. Segways are not Man, a strong point. He is the best. What is it? I, didn't, I haven't been to the theater. Didn't you see Winnie the Pooh? Oh! <laughs> yeah, I watched Baywatch, a, Cliff. We're talking about Baywatch. I watched a movie on HBO. Oh. Um, I thought that was the new movie. It, it is. It's newer, but it's not in theaters anymore now. This was... Um, What's the movie they're advertising right now? This You're talking about... It's the live action. Are there action. two competing Winnie the Pooh movies? Yes. Well, yes. Good Absolutely. Lord. Yeah. I need you to fi- sort this out. Well, I'll, I'm. <laughs> there's one We're getting with, there. There's one with Gleason's kid. Ah, Dilmo. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and there's one with Plygon's partner. Right. Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I watched, I, I watched the, uh, it's been a couple weeks now. But uh, I forgot to talk about it. Goodbye, Christopher Robin is on HBO currently. It's a newer movie. See, movie I thought from we last were talking year. about a movie new in theaters, and we'd no. be really topical, and you'd be on the ball. That would just this. be called Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> but it did have Margot Robbie and Who? Do- Mario Robbie. Margot <laughs> Robbie. She's Mario's cousin. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the aforementioned. Domo Gleason. Or, <laughs> I just call him General Hux. There you go. <laughs> yeah, after I watched Baywatch, I was like, man, I need something to, you know, good to watch. <laughs> Put me in a good mood. Mm. And, uh, this movie was not the movie to do that. Oh, really? Yes. I, th- I thought it was going to be a cute little story about the, Real Christopher. Rise and fall. Yeah, of a the bear real. With no pants. Yes. The real Christopher Robin and his, you know, little, his playtime buddies. So wh- who, which came first, Donald Duck or Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Um, and why does Donald Duck put a towel on when he gets out of the shower? <laughs> so what, I'm assuming Winnie the Pooh's order, so why are we yeah. call it Donald Duckin'? That's true. <laughs> we should call it Winnie, Winnie the Pooh. Poo-in. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if we didn't have a title already, we sure as hell do that. Winnie the Pooey. Man, use that organically, folks. Oh, yep. No, this is this is the movie about the author um, of the Winnie the Pooh books. L. Frank L. Pooh. <laughs> no, is it like A.A. A. Milne? Yes, it yeah. is. A.A. A. Milne. Um, in his real life, it, I don't even, oh, I don't even know how to go from there. Um, so, but this feels like exactly what I just watched the trailer for. Ewan McGregor, right? Is no, a, not at all. He's staying, it's completely the opposite. Oh, okay. He's, okay, no, in that, yeah, not when he's Christopher Robin. 
Right. The, okay. and the this one fictional is, and Christopher And this one is Robin. the author you're talking about. Yeah, the okay, author. Okay, yeah, A.A. Okay. Mil, um, Milne. And this is... <laughs> this starts out right in World War One. He was a English soldier. He got drafted into the army and uh, had to go off to war. And he comes back with PTSD. He's In real life, he is a writer. He's writing um, plays, co- mostly comedies. They're living in London, you know, living it up. They're, you know, big on the town. And uh, he's already married to Margot Robbie as his wife. And she loves the city life and parties and glamour and all this stuff. Well, he has PTSD. And mm. any loud noise sets him off. Which is a major problem trying to live this lifestyle. So he that was that was referred to as shell shock back then, right? Yeah. So he gets the idea that um, he's going to move to the country. They're going to move the family to the country, and they uh, they have entails on donkeys, right? And uh, that's where the hundred acre woods comes from. But they he moves they move to the country and start a new life. And he's going to write a novel, you know, his great work is going to come from there where he can think. And uh, their son, who's actually named Christopher Robin, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's kind of a true story. He did have, you know, the, the actual toys, the stuffed toys. His mom would bring him new ones when she would, you know, come back from the city. And, um... But it's really, that's just a minor part of it. It's really more about the real story of the real boy and his father. Um, he actually went by the name of Billy Moon, the boy did. Um, which you have to watch the movie to kind of understand that. But, but it's about uh, the mother, you know, she takes off after a while and, um, just leaving him and his son there and they have a nanny. He, of course, he has a nanny and, uh, um, I right, saw that one. Exactly. But eventually, you know, they are, they're forced to, they have to come together and he has to learn how to be the father. And, and this is where he gets his inspiration for Winnie the Pooh in the books. And they become this huge hit immediately. Um, and the boy hates it. <laughs> he doesn't want to be Christopher Robbins. Not really him. Well, when you write stories about your family, it's, you're gonna, you're going to create waves. <laughs> Might be unexpected. So the boy takes it more or less in stride. He's very, very sad as a child um, during this period because they force him to dress up like this character, and, and he's paraded around all over the place. And his parents, you know, they, they're traveling to New York and and to make money off of this, you know, huge hit. But eventually, um, what happens is the boy, they, his father tells him that he doesn't have to do it anymore. He sees the pain it's causing the child. And they end up sending him to like boarding school in England. And he's tortured there for years. And the other kids make fun of him because they know who he is and they push him around. And eventually, um, he ends up, you know, World War II happens. And the kid decides he wants to enlist. And he goes off to war. And um, the story really comes... It's a very sad movie, but it kind of has a happy ending, more or less. But it's a a fascinating story that I wasn't aware of fully. 
um, I, I really much of it at all that uh, you can check out on HBO. And I don't know where we go from here, but onward. I watched a couple movies. I saw, I don't know, mention them all here. I did see a movie with this Aquaman guy in it <laughs> called Braven. It's on Prime right now if you have any interest. It's got, here, here's the only uh, flair I can give it a Garrett D with a flip phone. My man. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly the response I was looking for. <laughs> um, no, the, uh, the cream of the crop here, what I saw recently that we haven't talked about, um, was Won't You Be My Neighbor was a documentary about Mr. Rogers that we were lucky to get around here. Yeah. And did you see it? No, I wanted to see it. Was so that, it was down at the mall. It was good. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That guy was one of a kind. Um, if you were looking to find out some secret about him, it isn't there. He was exactly the guy. Now, this is not a docudrama. It's a straight-up documentary. Right. It's not yes. someone playing for No, him. it is him. They're going to make a movie Tom yeah, Hanks Tom Hanks, is Hanks that play. will be yeah. coming, yeah. But this is, no, this is just a documentary about him, uh, basically how all about how... Mr. Rogers' neighborhood began, what his intentions were. Um, it started out as local Pittsburgh yeah. television, yes. didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was all, I believe it was always in Pittsburgh. Was he, it? And he just, his basically mission statement was talking to children the way they should be talked to, uh, exposing them to television the way he thought it should be because all the cartoons were so violent. Even back then, it could be considered violent. You sure, know, Tom lot, and Jerry. There's a like lot that. of punching yeah. and hitting and things, and it only got Looney worse. Tunes. It only got worse after the '60s, and you know, he just oh, he was not having it. Um, but his intentions were so pure, and I mean, I, there was a couple moments I got a little choked up, like just. The frustration that he had to feel the whole world against what he was trying to impress upon kids. And kids did flock to him. Like, they definitely responded to the message he was trying to give that they, you know, you're special and I hear you. And, but, and he did not shy away from serious topics. He talked about war and assassinations and all of the, on the, exact of the time political issues that were happening he was explaining to kids what they were hearing in their homes their parents talking about that they didn't understand he was talking about to them in a way that they could understand I remember any kind of big national tragedy like one of the you know Columbine or 9-11 those quotes will go around from Fred Rogers talking about you can't shield kids from this stuff you have to like so he's definitely you know throughout the years been the advocate of Kids are not dumb. They're gonna, yes. but they need to be eased into these issues. Oh my gosh, it, it was really, really great, and um, it's really sad. Like what? What was funny is I watched that movie the same. Like I, you know, I, you see all this stuff happening now, but um, there's a lot of videos going around now where people people are calling uh, authorities uh, about any black person doing anything. Uh, swimming in the local pool or mm-hmm. not having a pass. They don't think they should be there. Just, uh, privileged people that aren't, that are calling, you know, authorities just because someone is of a different race. 
And I'm seeing that in this week, the actual week I'm watching this movie. And he is, it's 19, late 1960s, and he has a character on his show who plays the police officer. And the actor was actually a gay black man, um, that he, that worked on the show, but he played the police officer and he had, and Mr. Rogers would sit out there in his yard and he had a little bucket and he was washing his feet in it. And he invited the police officer to, are your feet hot? It's a really hot day. Let, let's, why don't you put your feet in here? And he did, cause the exact same issues were going on then, uh, with, you know, with black people swimming in public pools. And it just amazes me that it's the exact same thing going on now. And he even was dry, he was going all out to show, to make a point. He was drying the guy's feet and stuff. It was amazing to see that. That's now. some biblical stuff. Oh, it yeah. is really, it was very impactful to me. And, um, I shudder to think what he would think. And again, now. reinforcing our often stated point how representation matters. That yeah. seeing other people yeah. in positions on television or pop culture right. has an impact. Yeah. You might think it's just a silly TV show or a silly movie, but you don't know what kids are seeing and what that does for their self-esteem or their wishes and hopes and dreams. So. Yeah, it, it was really great. If uh, When it comes out, um, streaming or video or however, I, I, I definitely recommend checking it out if you if you do or do not know anything about him, it's a treat for somebody that grew up watching it. And it, and it, if nobody knows anything about Mister Rogers, uh, this is a great way to find out what he was all about, and that he is a one of a kind. Yeah, certainly when you know anyone our age remembers, because we didn't have that many kids shows, and when when one was on, that's what you watched. And yeah. of course, Mister Rogers was huge. I've told my story on here before about, you know, when I was a little kid, my dad had hated uh, the Daniel Tiger character mm. because he, he talked meow like this, meow, meow. <laughs> but that Lady Elaine puppet, man, that thing was no joke. That thing freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elaine to make believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really great. That's, that's, yeah. that's definitely. I'm, you don't have to put that sound effect in. Uh, oh, well, that that's a good one. Good stuff. Ah, uh, we missed anything? Did we cover every movie thing that ever happened? Word of I watched the movies, but I don't feel like I want to follow that. <laughs> Yeah, where to? I put on Facebook today a little pop quiz. If you haven't pop quiz, hot shot. I like that. <laughs> no, I just I had a free HBO weekend and I recorded five movies I wanted to watch, and only after the fact that I realized they're all based on comic books. <laughs> so rewatch Justice League. Yep, I did too. Again, fine. Like yeah. I, 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 that's I like watching these movies with some distance. Mm-hmm. Where when you first watch again, you go to see Ant Man. Oh, how does this tie in Infinity War? How does it? Where's this gonna piece with this character? Like then after you have a little distance from him and some time, you can just sit and enjoy him. And Justice League is just fine. It's yeah, it's mm. yeah. I, wa- I rewatched it again too because it was on HBO. I watched Atomic Blonde, which I really liked. Yeah, great action. I yeah, I thought that was I That's love right. that. Or after what ninety nine or two thousand and the Crouching Tiger and the Matrix. Everything was kung fu choreographed. And all these fights were like the Jason Bourne, just yeah. down and dirty, just punch someone and throw them down and move on to the next guy. It's, it didn't look like ballet. It right. looked like brutal, actual yeah, fighting. It's the female John Wick. 
basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really good. Yeah, uh, I thought they I did. Like, a, it was. I didn't have high hopes for it, and ended uh, up really a little heavy-handed on the British music invasion. <laughs> yeah, I did, but, but uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, watched uh, Wilson. With Will yeah, Harrison, yeah, we saw that. <laughs> we do. Yeah. We do I, and again, I didn't. I was like, yeah, I'll just watch this, and I ended up really liking it. Yeah, I, it I, I liked because yeah. I thought it was going to be just about a real grouchy guy who hated everyone, which right. it kind of was. But I, I liked his. He would just sit down right next to someone and be like, "Hey, what's going on in your day?" Yeah, just that weird, like, what a stranger just talked to me. I don't know how I would react. That's, that's so <laughs> you would, you would be very upset and bitch about it on your podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what you thought of uh, my friend Dahmer. Durf, Durf back Durf. Uh, that one, not the best of the bunch, but it was interesting. I didn't know very much about Jeffrey Dahmer, and I can definitely imagine if a kid like that went to my high school, we, we had would, kids we like would, that at my high school. We would just be like, okay, look at that weird guy, and if he got a laugh out of him, uh, you just back then you didn't think. Everybody He's knew probably that got kid. Issues, yeah, everybody or... knew that kid in high school that people made you know used to amuse them. Them. There were groups of kids that were like, oh, there's this weird kid, and we're gonna just include him enough to amuse us, and that's exactly what these kids were doing to Jeffrey Dahmer. So it was sad, but also kind of horrific, and yeah, just it made you think about your own high school experience. Yeah. Like, was there anyone that could have used a helping hand, or yeah. maybe? Yeah. yeah, could have had. <laughs> was a kid in my school. I imagine he's probably killed a lot of people by then. <laughs> if you listen to this, <laughs> let's turn this into a true crime podcast yeah. and solve all his murders. <laughs> and the other one I watched was the the sequel to The Kingsman, The Golden Circle. I bet you heard some John Denver. I did. I remember it as I kicked in. I'm like, oh yeah, that's from the John Den- Summer of Denver. <laughs> Yeah, and again, I I wasn't anxious to watch it, but I I enjoyed it. it yeah, was fun. It, I, I had no hopes for that movie, so it was a pleasant surprise. I was just shocked how little Channing Tatum there was mm. from being in every trailer, every commercial. He kind of he's in one scene, and then they kind of shelve him. Yeah, and he's barely in it. And the 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 agent with the bullwhip and stuff is some actor I didn't even recognize. Pedro something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, he was in he, I liked him, he was yeah, good. Yeah, I, I liked him too. But I just, I did, everyone else in that movie is so famous, yeah. I was like, who is this other guy? I yeah. felt like I, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. Good stuff. So thanks HBO for those free movies, all very recent. I wouldn't have checked out otherwise. Cool. And also Baywatch. <laughs> and and oh, I now watch Chips. Yeah, I oh, did. Chips. didn't mention that earlier. Well, Dak. you want an afternoon? You just sit down and watch Chips and Baywatch. Yeah, Dax Shepard and Michael Ooh. Pena. That's right. It was incredibly absurdly violent, and that was the best <laughs> part about it. I was like, wow, I can't believe they're doing these things in this movie. I love me some Ponch and John, Seven Mary Three. <laughs> did you watch Chips back then? Yes. Oh hell yeah, good stuff. Don't lie. Do you remember watching Chips? I'm way too young for that. Oh, whatever. Oh, come on. You watch Chips. I ne- I've never seen an episode of Chips. Wow. Frank Poncharello. I've seen a lot of Night Rider, but then Chips. We're day one, right? Back to back. <laughs> I don't know. Throw it out there. Freaking Chips. Capital C. <laughs> He's a little high. <laughs> 
Again, I didn't think we had a whole lot of content. I didn't think we had a whole lot of content for this episode. Yeah. Oh, I knew we had plenty. We've of stretched it into the middle of the night. hour and forty-eight yeah. minutes. Holy Toledo! Yeah. Oh man! Well, if you cut out all those awkward pauses, we should bring it down to yeah. two minutes. Now, <laughs> all right. What's the title? Amuse Bouche. Ooh. Big hit. No. Or Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Uh, uh, I like them all, but I gotta go with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Guys, that's it. Let's wrap it for up. Listening. Thanks As for- always, uh, my name is Jordan Lowe. You can find me at lowwords.wordpress.com and you can find all our podcast stuff at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, www.udanwithkvp.com or on our Facebook page. Most popular place to find us. On our Facebook Give page. Give us a shout out. Tell Super us what easy. you want to hear. You would be surprised how well we respond to <laughs> any feedback. Yeah. Any. <laughs> it any. really gets us through the day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm like, you will be, we may suddenly name <laughs> our fans after you. When that little icon dings and it says, somebody. Yeah. I mean, we knew oh. you're out there listening, but. You say something every once in a while. When you guys do, we get all excited and we'll talk about it. And rate us five stars on iTunes while you're at it. And I'm sad. Tell your friends, share it around. That's right. Start your own podcast about us and how good we are. Oh man, I I might even listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Good freaking bye, friends. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. We've only done 140 of these. I'll yeah. figure out the I'll figure one of out these the, days. The timing at some point. <sighs> oh my god, that was. Oof. Great. Is that what that sounds? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I do all these thinking is like an hour, 40 minutes, eight minutes. I have to find the mistakes. Yeah. Cut them out. They're all, all of it. <laughs> when I'm done, it's going to be 25 minutes. All right, trolley. Neighborhood of Make Believe. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>